everyone and welcome to another episode of the Open College podcast series. My name is Oksana and as always I'll be the host for this episode with Mary McGlynn where she talks about presentations and public speaking. So let's have a listen to what she had to say on this topic. First of all it's great to be back again and talking about another important topic. Um, so yes, yeah, so as you said I have a lot of experience with presentations and public speaking as I'm a tutor now for over 10 years. Um, so I've done a lot of classes, I've done a lot of presentations and public speaking um, but I've also had you know, lots of students do presentations for me. Uh, because one of the courses that I would do in particular is called Train the Trainer. And this is where you kind of learn the skills on how to become a tutor to the adult learner. Um, and a big part of that course is to do a skills demonstration at the end, um, which is a 15 minute presentation on whatever the students are going to teach. And then I would provide the feedback, you know, and mark them and so on. So I have so much experience with this. Um, I've seen hundreds of, of presentations and, you know, I've helped and supported students, you know, prepare and get the, the best from their presentations. Um, and also, you know, when we think of presentations, we think of, you know, doing it in front of a class, doing it in front of groups and things like that. But, you know, anywhere that you have to talk in front of people. So we all have to talk a lot more in Zoom calls now, don't we, for, for you know, for, um, for work. Um, you know, we also, you know, we have to speak up at meetings and, and everything like that. So anywhere at all that you would find yourself getting nervous having to speak in front of people, um, you know, people just find that very challenging. So I'm hoping this podcast is going to help everybody in some way. So as you were talking about there, you know, it's, it's considered a big fear in adults, isn't it, Oksana? Like when you think yeah. of a presentation, if you're told, like if you go into a class and they say, right, you have to do a presentation at the end of it, you kind of go, oh gosh, oh no, don't you? Oh, that there's nearly a fight of like who's not it, <laughs> you know. And 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 you're kind of looking around, and you know the whole kind of energy kind of comes towards you, and you're like, oh no, and you're kind of absorbed in your own thoughts about what's gonna go wrong, yeah. you know, instead of thinking about what you know how you're going to make it go right and how to get the best from your presentation mm -hmm. you're going to think oh gosh all the attention is going to be on me and you know what you know what how what can I do to you know have things not go wrong instead of have things go right um it's the so, fear of judgment though isn't it oh it really is and now it used to be considered the number one fear in adults mm -hmm. um and in my opinion uh that's because Nobody really had any experience with it. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody really had any practice with it um, at school. Certainly, I can't remember any practice with presentations in primary or secondary school. Uh, it's not until I went to university that I started, you know, having to do presentations. And oh my goodness, that was a that was a shock to the system. But yeah. realistically, we should have been practicing this you know, at a younger age, you know, everything uh, a secondary school is sort of geared towards passing exams, passing exams, you know, um, doing presentations, public speaking is a life skill for your whole life. So, so thank goodness that's, that's actually changing. So in reality, uh, you, you know, public speaking is not the number one fear in adults anymore because um, it's, it's becoming more normal at, at, at secondary school. You know, they're practicing it more often uh, and it's just becoming as normal now as writing an assignment or reading a book, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody, everybody can overcome presentation anxiety, Oksana. And I've seen it over the years with uh, my students. Um, and, you know, I've had lots of different levels, you know, students who have no confidence at all uh, to students who have a bit more confidence. And these students tend to have a bit more experience. 
you know, in their workplace or, or at university or whatever. But everybody can come overcome uh, the presentation anxiety. So I suppose before I move on to, you know, what you can do to help, uh, you know, the, the tips and tricks and what you can do to help with, with public speaking, I'd like to kind of talk firstly about the reasons why we feel this fear. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And, you know, it's so what, what I briefly mentioned before is, you know, instead of us focusing on doing well, we just focus on, you know, getting through it, things not going wrong. So what's happening here is you're hijacked by anxiety. You're thinking of all the things that's going to go wrong. You're using your imagination, you know, incorrectly. You know, your imagination uh, should be used to, you know, imagine things going right. But instead, we're always thinking about the things that are going to go wrong, aren't we? You know, preparing yeah. for the worst. So straight away, that's putting a sort of a negative <clears throat> strain on yourself, you know, for, for the presentation. So if you remember, yeah. No, I was just going to say um, that people just imagine how things go wrong. Just I'm going to take myself in as, a, as an example because I'm, yeah. I'm not here to speak for anybody else. But I like, you know, me in work and I just <laughs> I'm out there. I talk as much as I can and I have no problem talking in front of people. But when it comes to like like I did train the trainer with you. So when it came to standing in front of a group of people, instead of just being my usual self, I'm like, I don't care. I'll just talk whatever and say what I need to say. You do get that bit of nervousness or something. And I just don't understand how your brain just switches like that because what's the difference like? Do you know, it's what's the difference? Official or non-official, it's still the same thing. And Yeah, okay. Probably in that case, if you're very confident speaking and if you've no problem speaking, you know, at meetings and everything, but then you go on to do a presentation and you're in front of people and then you get that nervousness. Um, it's, it's, it's all to do with being judged. Yes. Your, fe- your, your fear of being judged and kind of losing respect from your peers and looking incompetent. You know, because I would ask students always, um, <clears throat> you know, in the first day, what do you fear most about public speaking? You know, and we try to address each point And what I get back is what you say. I'm going to look nervous. You know, I, I, you know, I might forget my words. You know, I, I might have a mind blank. What if I trip and fall over something? You know, what if the ICT doesn't work and so on? And that all equates to being judged, that fear of being judged and kind of losing respect from your peers, you know, Um and when in actual fact, all of these things that you're thinking, Xana, they're just thoughts, okay? 99% of these things just doesn't happen. So, you know, most of us are just wasting our time with these thoughts. You know, if you think about it, like you're thinking about all these things going wrong, none of it actually happens. So you're wasting all that time when you could be using that time in a more positive way. Um and in actual fact, everybody in the class wants to see you doing well and will understand, you know, if any if anything goes wrong. Um, and what I find, Oksana, you know, um, as you've seen me in the class, you know, if, if, if something goes wrong and I just make a joke out of it, you know, if you make yeah. light of the situation, it's, it's just forgotten about, isn't it? Nobody well, really cares. Well, no, that's it. I think people are like selfish creatures at the end of the day, though, that they're sitting there and they're kind of thinking about themselves rather than what you're doing anyway. But yeah, I don't know. It's just the nerves still kind of kick in. I remember when I had to do my first presentation with you and you were like, right, go on, we're doing one. And I stood up there and I can't remember what I said, but I know it was the biggest waffle I've ever said in my life. It made absolutely no sense. And then the final presentation that I did, it wasn't even anything to do with what I said in the first place. (laughs) It was just a mess. But um, your mind does go 90. Yeah, and I did, 
I didn't think it was a mess. You see, again, that's going on in your head, all right? And then the people looking at it doesn't see a mess at all. So it's everything that's going on in your head. And that this is another important fact. No one no one is um, focusing there. You're not the focus of attention, basically. Yeah. Nobody really realizes this. You're not the focus of attention, especially uh, if people have to do their own presentations and they're going to get marked on it, you know, as part of their assessment. Um, or even even if that's not going on, people have lots of stuff going on in their own lives. So when, when you're up, you know, doing your presentation, they're not going to be focused 100% on you. They're going to be thinking of all, loads of other things. Um, you know, if you think about it, that class that you had with me, Oksana, whenever... Whenever everybody else was doing their presentations for, you know, to be marked and everything, did you pay 100% attention to them? Well, it depends. Some of them were good, so I did. Others I just kind of showed up for. <laughs> but you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have witnessed, you know, you know, if they were nervous. You wouldn't oh, no. have witnessed if they, would forgot, if they forgot something. You, yeah. would have, you, you wouldn't have, um, you know, paid attention if, 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 you know, they forgot, if they, you know, forgot a whole paragraph or or you know or something like that you see because you're not on the other side when you're doing the presentation you're very aware of all these things and if you miss a word you're panicking whereas your audience don't notice that yeah which is what they don't know what you've prepared yeah 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 yeah. so you know they don't notice the mistakes and everything so um so and, and another thing I want to explain as well is um, the reason your brain goes like that as well is, um, you know, that part of your brain that I always speak about called the amygdala. Um, so what happens is, you know, it senses a threat, which is this, you know, presentation coming up. And then, you know, it puts you in that state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It cuts off your cortex part of the brain, which you really, really need for your presentations, which is a rational thinking part. You need it for thinking, you need it for remembering, you need it to focus and everything. So that's cut off. Mm-hmm. And the amygdala takes over to deal with this perceived threat, which is the presentation. So you're emotionally hijacked. Uh, you know, that's why people have mind blanks. That's why, you know, people start sweating, you know, shaking sometimes. You know, they forget their words and they stumble, you know. And what I see as well is, you know, with the nervousness, people tend to make up for gestures. So you see the hands flying all over the place. They might be moving from one side of the room to the other, you know, to make up for this nervousness. Um, So if you're not focusing on things going your way, you know, things going going well for you um if if, if you're just focusing on things going wrong the more anxious you're going to be and then the more that part of the brain is really going to take over isn't it yeah yeah definitely um and then um another another reason as well um that i find and this is coming from my own experience is uh if you've had a really bad experience doing a presentation before um, which I had. I remember my very first presentation. Um, I had to get up, and I think it was only ten minutes. But it was my first time doing one, and it was at university, and I was just so so nervous. I got up and I started shaking. I was shaking through it the whole thing. I forgot words. I stumbled and mumbled through it. Do you know what I mean? That was, and I didn't realize back then. But I, you know, I had no experience with it at all um with with presentations um i had no practice um and then turn around and seeing this big all these eyes looking at me i just freaked out basically you know when that part of the brain took over um and if i look back now and i realize if i understand what's happening 
it, it actually helps to know what's happening in your brain, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose logically when you're not in the moment, um, and I suppose you know the kind of information that you know from from counselling and psychotherapy and all, it does make sense. And obviously, logically, you know, do you know what I mean? But uh, when you're in the moment, sure, that goes all out the window. <laughs> and exactly. you just, you become a bag of nerves. You do, you become a bag of nerves, you do. And, um, you know, it's a terrible, it's a terrible um, if, if anybody out there has gone through that, I feel so sorry for you because I you know, totally understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. So straight away, that thought from that day and that emotion, that emotional response is stuck in your memory. That's just stuck in your memory now. Mm-hmm. And then if you um, have a presentation coming up, um, you're kind of going to pattern match back to that memory again. And you're going to believe that the exact same thing is going to happen again. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why people freak out about presentations. If you've had a bad experience, you think the same thing is going to happen again. When in actual fact, you know, you've had experience now with it. Maybe you've matured a bit. Maybe you've gained a bit more experience, whatever it may be. You're not in that exact same situation. And that probably will not happen again. You know what I mean? But it's very, very difficult to, to, to practice that and, to you know, to, to, to really um, believe that sometimes. But you have to think if you have a presentation coming up, if you've had a bad experience in the past, that was a past, that was an, a completely different experience. You're going into a new experience now and probably will be a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So mainly the reasons, I suppose, for this fear is biological um, experience yeah. based as well. And is there any other kind of reasons for it? Um, well, what, I mean, one of the last reasons is is, is just a confidence issue. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a particularly sensitive person and, you know, you don't like being the centre of attention, you know, and you, you, you're you're kind of shy and you, you, you don't kind of like being, being up there in front of people um, and you don't really have the confidence to go up there, probably because you've had no experience and all that, that's not going to help either, you know, um, when in fact... A little help and practice you can just be as confident and look as good as those people with with lots of experience so you know don't forget I've only witnessed a handful of people through my 10 years tutoring um, that's really confident in public speaking mm-hmm. so most of the time if, if somebody does come across as being really confident they're very very nervous inside you know on the outside they might seem very confident on the inside they feel like they're very very nervous you know, um, so if you're particularly, feel, you know, that you don't have any confidence in it and, you know, you're a bit of a quiet person and you don't like all the attention on you with a bit of practice, you know, and with a, with a bit of help, um, you can actually overcome that. With all the reasons that people have this fear of public speaking and presentations, what are the kind of things that somebody can do to help? Um, I'm not, not suppress it, but, you know, get rid of this fear or control it more. Ah, right. Yeah, no problem at all. I mean, there's lots of things that you can do to help prepare yourself, um, you know, to be more confident uh, with, with, with your presentations or your public speaking. So I have some key points here that I always go through uh, with people in my class and any anyone that has to do presentations, um, skills demonstrations or public speaking. This would be the main, main points that I would I would tell them to prepare. Um, so the first one, Oksana, is know your material. All right. Know what you're going to be talking about. If you know what you're going to be talking about inside out and you're, you you know, you know it very, very well, you're going to be more confident talking about it, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So know your stuff and be confident that you know your stuff. You know, read it, read over your materials over and over again so that you know each point. Um, and then know your slides as well. If you plan to use slides um, in your presentations, know your slides because we want to avoid embarrassing situations where you're doing your, you know, your, 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 you know, your presentation and you know, you're asked a question and you just don't know the answer. That's mm-hmm. just going to throw you off your whole presentation, isn't it? definitely there's I suppose there's a way to do that though isn't there like if you don't know an answer just I'll get yeah. back to you and that's <laughs> it you know definitely if you don't know an answer it's perfectly fine to say gosh you know I don't know that at the minute but I'm happy to go off and find that out for you and I'll let you know in the next class or I can email you the answer you know and that's a good way to handle that um, but I just it might just throw you off for the rest of the presentation so just know your stuff and, and know your slides Um because I've had I've had situations before where I've had students come in with slides, and you know they have slides from the the, the work where they work have sent them these slides and they're not 100% sure of all of them because they didn't put them together themselves. So and they come to class and they show these slides and people are asking them questions and they're like God I'm not sure and, and stuff like that. So we want to again avoid situations like that. Um, so know your material is is number one. Number two is don't overcomplicate don't use overcomplicating words you know and phrases use a language that you're going to be comfortable with and that obviously you know your audience can understand um because i've had situations where students are coming in and you know they they have these presentations set up in these slides with these words that they think are going to look really professional and they're really going to stand out but when they go and they try and maybe pronounce some of these words or try to explain them you know they get sort of they, they, they can't do it um so then that that might throw you off as well um you know and i've seen that happening um quite a bit so you know just keep the language as as straightforward and um easy for yourself and for your audience to understand well, that's um, it. simple english actually isn't it because yeah. we were involved in this project um what was it 2019 we were involved in a project and one of the things like it was a project with between loads of other colleges and and universities across Europe and one of the things that some of the professors there that were saying was that um, like simple English is kind of the best way to go because say you're like you're talking about somebody doing a presentation on a certain topic not everybody knows what you're talking about or what exactly you're you know mm-hmm. what you're the expert in so break it down make it as simple as possible I just think sometimes people maybe think that like if you use all these fancy words and you know they have these long you know a long large amount of letters in them or whatever it is it makes you sound like you're more intelligent where personally just in my opinion I don't think that's true yes it makes you sound intelligent but if you're able to break it down and make it as simple as possible you also show that you understand it more I find yeah yeah and that's yeah Oh yeah, yeah. That that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Like if you're, I mean, it depends. Dep- look, depends on what class that you're in. You know, if, oh, if, yeah. if you want to use these words, and you know, it's it's just the norm, and wherever you work, that's that's absolutely fine. But if you're coming in, as you say, to a group that doesn't really, um, they don't really have any experience with it, and you want to talk to them about it, you want to introduce your topic or whatever it is, you really have to be able to and be prepared to break it down for that audience, and. Uh, yeah, and as you say, you know, you're gonna you're gonna come across as understanding it um, and knowing it a lot better if you can do that. And then third point would be to have a structure. 
So not only is a structure very important in your day to day life, because if you get up in the morning and you have a structure, you know what's going to happen. You know, this way, you know, at this time that's going to happen at this time. We have that to slot in at this time. You know, uh, we're going to go and you know have our dinner, go and have our exercise. The same thing applies with with your presentation. Have that structure so you know what's going to come up. Now, in saying that, I have witnessed um, a few students and, it's, you know, a very low percentage that can just come in and they have the gift of the gab and, you know, they can just talk away, you know, about their subject and, and they can make it very, very interesting. And I would love to be one of those people. I'd love to be able to just come in and, you know, talk away and, you know, there's no problem with that. But <clears throat> generally what I find is um, a lot of us aren't like that and we don't have that gift. So having a structure can can really help us with that so all a structure means with a presentation is uh have a beginning have a middle and have an end so at the beginning you know you're introducing yourself um you're you, you know you're creating that rapport with 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 your group whoever you're talking to so you introduce yourself your background find out a bit about your group you know involve your group from the very very start that creates rapport everybody to relax and you know the presentation runs very smoothly that way then in the middle then you talk about your content you go over whatever you know points you want to discuss and you know you get your you know your group involved with you know asking questions you know you might want to involve some teamwork whatever it is um, you know so don't forget uh you know with presentations and and public speaking that it's not a thing now the old-fashioned way was to go on and just stand up and talk the whole time and you know that that just you lose interest straight away from your audience and you know it takes away a bit of the pressure from you as well because you're not going to have to go on and talk the whole time so break it up ask your audience questions you know um if it's a large group you know questions is good if it's a smaller group have teamwork um and uh just get your get your audience involved uh, in one way or another and um that'll involve your audience and the time will uh go on quicker for you it won't seem as drawn out as you know as if you're talking just the whole time so that'll be your middle and then the end you're just rounding up what you've spoken about and uh, what you've talked about and then you're getting your audience involved again by asking them have they any questions mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that's that's just a very very simple structure there uh, but you know a very important point is create the rapport from the start get to know your audience a wee bit you know have them involved as much as you can and then make sure and ask for any questions at the end so that's a very simple kind of a structure isn't it well no that's it keep it simple though like i don't think that well again personally i don't think there's any need to overcomplicate anything if no. you can keep it simple it's easier to follow for everybody it's easier in your mind to remember everything mm-hmm. um and yeah that's it's kind of as simple as really that's the point point. and then that brings me nicely on to the next point is prepare 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 you cannot prepare enough all right Mm -hmm. prepare all the materials that you need uh, and prepare all your slides Uh, make sure that you have enough copies of everything and make sure that your materials and slides check for grammar and spelling mistakes you know I've, I've I've seen this a lot with with materials and slides you know the the grammar and spelling mistakes they really they really stand out and what I find is so and it happens to me sometimes too you know you're 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 very happy with your slides you've gone over them the night before and on the morning and you're looking at them the next day and you're you, you know with the class and you're thinking oh gosh look there's a grammar mistake there's a spelling mistake so a good thing to do there is to get somebody else to look at them um just to make sure that there's no there's no mistakes on there because sometimes your own eye will just miss this 
and that's completely normal. So it's a very good idea to have somebody else come in and look at those. Um, you know, prepare any videos that you want to show. Make sure that um, the content is suitable and it's working properly. Um, you know, do any printing that you need. Check that the audio is working on, you know, and, and the speakers. Check that everything's working, you know, be beforehand. Um, and have contingency plans, Exan, as well. So, you know, I spoke earlier about, you know, you're worrying about all of these things go wrong. Okay. So, you know, what, what if you forget something? What can you do? You can ask your audience maybe a question. So if you forget what you're talking about, have maybe a list of questions that you can ask them, open questions so that they can give loads of feedback. That'll pass the time. You can regain your thoughts and then know what you're going to talk about. Um, you know, if your slides don't work, I always advise to have printed copies of your slides, just in case this happens. Um, you know, if the video doesn't work, uh, you, you know, be prepared to talk about it. Maybe talk about what's in the video instead or, you know, have an alternative group work activity for them to do. And as I said before, you know, use humour. If something goes wrong, I find it's an excellent tool. You know, make light of the situation and it's just it's soon forgotten about. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it really does work. And, um, you know, practice, practice, practice. This is a huge, this is a huge point. And, and in my classes, I would always have a trial run of presentations to get that practice in and to give feedback uh, to people of what they can, you know, first of all, what, what's, what they're doing well, you know, but then what, what they can actually improve on. Um, so, you know, to practice the presentation to your allocated time, you know, make sure it's within the time limit and keep practicing it until you have it right. Um, you know, practice on the phone, record yourself on the phone, uh, you know, have a practice run in front of your family or your friends, somebody that you're comfortable with. Or even if you can't do that, just maybe look in yourself in the mirror and, and you know, look at your body language, look at things like your gestures and your eye contact. Um, and the more practice you do, Oksana, the more confident you can be. And honestly, that's what really helped me. You know, going from where I was at the very start of, of me almost having a mental breakdown in my first presentation right through to tutoring now 10 years. That was through practice, practice, practice. And the more practice I got, the more confident I became, you know. And now it's, you know, I just go on and I don't really think about it. And that's where we all kind of want want, want to be, you know. So the, the, the more practice you get, the more confidence um, you're going to be. You're The more confident you're going to be. Yeah, and I suppose don't get hung up on the tiny details because you're you're kind of your own worst enemy when it comes to self criticism, isn't it? So just do oh, the best you can, I suppose. Definitely, definitely. Don't get up on on you know. Don't get bogged down as you say on on the tiny details. You know, if if you find like your gestures are a bit all over the place, if you find that you're talking a bit too fast, you know, if 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 you feel like you're stumbling over words. That's fine. As long as you're aware of them, you can keep working on them. Do you know what I mean? So don't don't get bogged down on those issues. Um, and then I spoke before in the other podcast about your physical needs. Mm -hmm. This is very important when preparing for uh, for any kind of public um, speaking or presentations. The night before, get a really good night's sleep. Now, there's been research into that. So research has shown that if you get a really good night's sleep, uh, you're going to get a way better result in exams and assessments um, and presentation, anything like that, rather than staying up very late at night and cramming everything in. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So if you're going to stay up, you're going to be panicking. You're going to be drinking coffee. Your whole nervous system is going to be affected. You're not going to sleep as well. You're not going to have that restorative sleep, you know, that's going to help with your memory. Therefore, you're definitely not going to do as well the next day. But if you stop preparing the night before at about maybe six, seven o'clock, then just put everything away, you know, have your have your dinner, have your, you know, relaxing time, um, go to bed early, you know, read to do a meditation, try and get the best night's sleep you can, because you're going to wake up and you're going to feel really refreshed. Uh, you, you you know, you're going to just, the, you, you know, you're going to feel more, um, you know, more able for this presentation, aren't you? And you're going to feel more confident about it. Yeah. Um, and also eat well, you know, when you get up in the morning, have a proper breakfast that you're not going to be starving by the time, you know, it comes to your presentation. So have, you know, have your proper breakfast, have a proper breakfast that's, you know, going to really fill you up. Um, stay oh, there'll hungry. be nothing worse than being hangry on stage or in front of people, wouldn't there not? You'd be feeling uncomfortable because you're hungry and then you'd be angry because you're hungry. <laughs> it's just, well, no. that's, that's not a good mix at all. <laughs> no, no, thanks. <laughs> to avoid that and uh, staying hydrated as well so keep sipping at your water now obviously don't be drinking bottles and bottles of water because we all know what might happen you know in the middle of it and we want to avoid that as well but all you need to do is stay hydrated and there's been loads of research on that as well the more hydrated you are the fresher your your brain is going to feel and the more you're going to be able to do you know the presentations better um if you can do a bit of exercise beforehand all right. If you're feeling sluggish, um, you know, if you're feeling like it, it just, you, you know, you just can't come around this day at all, just do a bit of exercise. This will really get the blood flowing all around the body. It'll get the oxygen to the parts of the brain that you need for this presentation. Or, if, you know, your endorphins are going to be flowing. You're going to feel more energetic and you're going to think clearer and you're going to remember things. So try and get a little bit of exercise in beforehand as well. And, um, very important to calm yourself and relax directly beforehand. You know, if you're relaxed, it's impossible for that part of the brain, the amygdala, to take over. All right. So I always have a meditation, do a meditation with the class before they have to do their, you know, their presentations or any kind of public speaking. Um, that And I find 99% of the time this really, really helps. Now, it doesn't get rid of all the nerves, but it really improves with their they're a bit more relaxed going up to do you know the presentation they're still a bit nervous but they're much more relaxed um as they were you know before coming in you know getting up in the morning all the hustle and bustle of you know getting up and getting on the road and coming in and you know all the stress that comes with that if you sit them down refocus do a meditation it grounds them do you know what I mean? And, and, and to do the presentation and they're a little bit less nervous. Um, and if and if you can't do that, meditation's not for everybody. So listen to a bit of music, anything that calms you down beforehand. Listen to a bit of music, go for a wee walk, um, you know, just sit and look outside at the, you know, at, at a nice view. Just, you know, what, what whatever it is, just whatever it is you can do to relax beforehand, do it. Yeah, something you like that's calming. Anything at all that's calming for you. Um, and another calming technique, very simple, as I know I keep talking about it, it's the 7-11 technique, where you breathe in for seven to the count of seven and you breathe out 
to the count of 11. And if you continue doing that for about five minutes, that'll just automa you'll automatically relax. It'll trigger the, you know, that relaxing um, system in your body. Mm -hmm. So you will just naturally relax that way. Um, another thing you can do is use visualization techniques. Okay, so whenever you get up in the morning, instead of visualizing all the things that can go wrong and what if this happens, what if that happens, visualize yourself coming in and everything going right. You're going to go up and you're going to talk very well. The eyes, you know, the, the videos, the audio, everything is going to go right. Um, you know, you're going to get good good feedback from your audience. You know, everything is going to go right. If you can visualize that, it really, really does help as well. Um, you know, instead of thinking about everything that's going to go wrong. Um, and use positive words as well and smile. This actually tricks your brain into thinking. The things are a lot better than they really are. You know, if you use positive words like, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to go in here and do this. I'm confident in what I can do. I know my stuff. I'm just going to go in here and I'm going to tell my audience about it. And smile. If you can do both of these things, um, you know, before and during your, your presentation, that's really, really going to trick your brain and it's really going to help with that as well. Um so all um, these natural ways of calming down and there's me lashing rescue remedy into myself. <laughs> <laughs> all the old rescue remedy. Yeah. That's, that's been there for years, hasn't it? And uh, yeah, people are still, look, at if that's a comfort blanket for you, take it as well. Yeah. Oh, you I know, know it does nothing. <laughs> I know 100% it does nothing. Like I've, my mom got, do you know what? I My mom got it for me when I was doing my junior cert way back in the day. And ever since then, it's just maybe you're right. Maybe it is a comfort blanket. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Other people probably use it as well. Oh, I would say a lot of people use that. You know, I'd say a lot of people have their little uh, potions you know, beforehand yeah. to help them <laughs> ease the nerves. And it probably does help a little bit. I mean, do you I, think do you think it's um sorry for interrupting you there. Do you think it's um a placebo effect? It like I know be. there's a little bit of alcohol in it or something like that isn't it to like naturally no it is it's alcohol based and then there's something that goes with it obviously but um maybe the little bit of alcohol like does well, do something or calm you a bit now I know there's like it's a spray or whatever it's gonna do nothing much you know I'm yeah and that's very interesting you say that because some of the some of the sprays some of the things that you get for helping you sleep at night as well all the natural remedies would have a little bit of alcohol in them as well yeah. um and some kind of alcohol substance so yeah I would say that that really does help now some when I, when I take rescue remedy I start to get a little bit of palpitations which I'm assuming is from the alcohol I can't actually take that stuff okay um but look at whatever you can do you know whatever you can do that's gonna help just do it if it's a comfort for you just do it if it's not doing any harm you well, know just, just go for it um another thing that really helps students as well what i find is uh, a little trick called the devil on your shoulder so that devil on your picture a little devil on your shoulder and he's looking at you and he's got that fork pointed at you and he's saying Oh, you know, you're going to, this is going to go wrong. You're going to forget your words. You know, you, you know, your video is not going to work properly. You know, all this kind of stuff. Replace that devil on your shoulder with a friend, a member of your family, a partner. All right. So just throw that devil away and replace them with somebody that you trust. What would that person be saying to you? That person would be saying, you're going to do great. You've practiced You've put in the, you know, the work beforehand, you know, you've prepared, you've practiced, you, you know, you've had your good breakfast, you're, you know, you're geared up for this, you're going to do brilliant. 
you know, and if you can hear those positive words instead of those negative words from that devil on your shoulder, that's a really good uh, tip that a lot of my students have actually come back and said, you know, that really helps, you know, just before I go up and I do my presentation, that that, that tip really does help. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a few final things, you know, like mind your body language, you know, wear comfortable, really comfortable um, clothes and comfortable shoes that you're going to be comfortable in, you know, that you're going to be more confident in. You know, don't wear clothes that you could, that's all restrictive, that you can barely move in. And don't be wearing shoe, shoes with, with big heels on them, because that's, you know, the more chance you're going to maybe, you know, trip or, or something. And it's not going to be very comfortable anyway, walking around in big heels, you know. So just wear something that you're going to be very comfortable in. Um, and uh, don't forget, you know, to ask your, ask your audience questions. You know, and, and I'd like to reiterate, like, it's not all about you going up and talking the whole time. Ask your audience questions and get them involved more. Um, and have your water beside you that you can sip on. Um, I know myself when I'm talking a bit too much, I tend to get, you know, dry in the mouth. So it's very, very important that you have your, your or if you're nervous, you know, you're going to get that effect too. So have your water beside you to keep hydrated and to prevent your, your mouth from going very dry. Uh, move around a little as well. You know, this is very important with body language to kind of not stay in the same spot the whole time. Um, if you can walk around a little, it's going to help with your nerves, isn't it? You know, it's going to get, it's going to get rid of a bit of, bit of those nerves. Um, and, you know, have something in your hand as well. I find this this really helps, especially if you're going to be using slides. You're going to have the little flicker in your hand that's going to flick from one slide to the next. Or even if you have a pen or anything like that that you can hold in your hand, you're going to be able to squeeze that, Oksana. <laughs> if you find yourself very, very nervous, you're going to be able to squeeze whatever's in your hand, you know, and that that really helps as well. OK, that's great, Mary. There's loads of tips and tricks there that everybody can kind of utilize to help them with the public speaking and the presentations. So um, I suppose once again, thanks for coming on and imparting some wisdom on everybody. And yeah. we'll we'll catch you in the next episode, because like I said before, you're you're a staple now. You're going to be here a lot on this show. And that, you guys, was the end of that episode with Mary. As always, I hope this was informative and hopefully will help some of you with your public speaking nerves. So for now, that's it for me. Goodbye until next time.